It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Welcome back to Dramatic Listening. This is episode 93, and it's the fifth episode of Ticket to Tangier, a Harry Lime radio play. And I'm calling this one, What to Do When Asked to Go Against Your Morals. Your morals are your sense of right and wrong. So this episode shows us how to handle it when someone asks us to do something that we know is wrong. As usual, this story is serialized on dramatic listening. So altogether, there will be seven episodes making up the whole story. This story started with episode 89. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, you really should go back and start there at the beginning of the story. Dramatic listening is edutainment. That's a combination of two words, education and entertainment. It's all part of helping you maintain your momentum in your English studies. By making learning fun and giving you something entertaining to listen to, I hope to keep you interested and motivated. The podcast is now one part of my larger ESL site called English Momentum. I hope you drop by EnglishMomentum.com to check out the site but also to get the free PDF that comes with each episode of this podcast. Just register and log in. Registration is free. As a logged-in member, you can download the free PDF, and in it you'll find the vocabulary and the transcript for the podcast episode to help you learn the words and read along. There's a new PDF with each episode, so I really encourage you to head on over to EnglishMomentum.com and become a member today. As I said, today we're listening to Part 5 of Ticket to Tangier, an old-time radio play from The Lives of Harry Lime, and that was first aired in 1951. You'll remember from our last episode that Patsy, the airline hostess, became Harry's tour guide. They took a taxi up into the hills overlooking the harbor. But they didn't just come for the view. Patsy had brought Harry to her mansion and told him that she was the one who had brought him to Tangier they went into her mansion. In today's episode, Harry finds out why Patsy brought him to Tangier. She has something to show him and a job for him to do. We'll listen to Act 2, Scene 3 shortly, but first we have a lot of keywords to learn, 41 in all. And remember, these words are all posted on Quizlet. So, if you're a Chinese speaker, you could be learning these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at www. 
www.englishmomentum.com slash quizlet, Q-U-I-Z-L-E-T. And now for the key words. I'll be giving you the word, the meaning, and a model sentence for each one. Our first word is chandelier. Chandelier. Chandelier is a noun, and I'm going to spell this one for you because it's a little bit unexpected. It starts with C-H, not S-H. C-H-A-N-D-E-L-I-E-R. Chandelier. This is a fancy light fixture that hangs from the ceiling. Diao Deng in Chinese. A beautiful chandelier hung above the dining room table. Chandelier. Word number two, pompous. Pompous is an adjective and it's used to describe uh, someone or even something, but usually a person, someone who has the attitude that they are better, smarter, or more important than other people. Pompous in Chinese, fu kua or ao man. The rich man gave a pompous show of giving money to the beggar. He wanted everyone to notice. He wanted everyone to think he was so good to do this. Pompous. Word number three, spooky. Spooky is an adjective and it has to do with spooks or ghosts. So if something is spooky, it's ghostly, creepy, scary. In Chinese, yo ling yi banda, ling ren mao gu song randa. It's really spooky to walk through a graveyard at night. Spooky. Word number four, harbor. A harbor is a port where large ships can dock. Haigong in Chinese. So harbor is a noun. Fortunately, our ship reached the harbor before the storm struck. Harbor. Word number five, chamber. Chamber. A chamber is a noun. It's a room. Sure. In the castle, the tables in the great chamber were set ready for the guests to arrive for the banquet. Chamber. We don't use this word too often. It sounds more appropriate to use it when we're talking about a mansion or a castle. Word number six, ballroom. This is a noun, and it's a large room used for dances because a ball is one kind of dance. So ballroom, wu-ting in Chinese. The couple danced the tango across the ballroom floor. Ballroom. Word number seven is a phrase, a very common phrase. You can say that again. This is an expression that shows strong agreement. 你说的没错. 
When Tom said the bungee jump was exciting, but he was glad it was over, his girlfriend said, you can say that again. Word number eight, switch. Switch can be a noun or a verb. Here it's a noun. So it's an electrical on-off control. It can be flipped back and forth. On, off, on, off. Kaiguan in Chinese. When he flipped the switch, the light turned on and a cockroach ran under the refrigerator. Switch. Word number nine, guilt. Guilt. This is spelt G-I-L-T. It sounds the same as the word guilt, G-U-I-L-T, but this is a different word, different meaning. Guilt is an adjective, and it means covered with gold, or a gold color. Du jin in Chinese. The gilt chairs are very fancy, but they're not my style. I like modern furniture better. Guilt. Word number 10, splendid. Splendid is an adjective and it means wonderful, impressive, and beautiful. Shenlanda, or Huihuang, or Mei Miao. We reached the top of the mountain in time to gaze on a splendid sunrise. Splendid. Word number 11, connoisseur. Connoisseur comes from French. This is a noun and it means an expert. An expert in a particular subject such as art, wine, or food. Hangjia, connoisseur. The connoisseur of fine wine didn't seem to notice the difference when I switched to cheaper wine later in the evening. Connoisseur. Word number 12, appraisal. Appraisal. This is a noun, and it means that you appraise something. Appraise is the verb. An appraisal is an estimate that's made by an expert. Pingding, or Jianjia or Gujia in Chinese. I'm going to take that painting in for an appraisal. Who knows? It might be a Van Gogh. Appraisal. Word number 13 Heroin. Heroin is a noun and it's a very strong, addictive, and illegal drug. It's made from morphine that's found in poppy flower seeds. Hai luo ying in Chinese. After getting hooked on heroin, the young man couldn't hold down a job. Heroin. Word number 14, nasty. If something is nasty, it is very unpleasant. This is an adjective. So something that's nasty is extremely hazardous or harmful. 恶劣 
or kuwu. That's a nasty bruise you have on your face, said the detective. How did you get it? Word number 15, habit forming. Habit forming. This is a compound adjective. Habit forming. So something that is addictive. It causes a strong need to regularly have it or to do it again. Habit forming. Shangyinda. If I knew how habit-forming smoking was, I would never have started habit-forming. Word number 16, deny. This is a verb, and it means to say that something is not true. Fo ding, or fo ren. He denied knowing the victim, but we had pictures of them together. Deny. Word number 17 is extensive. This is an adjective and it means very wide, full or complete. Guangbo or Guangda. His extensive knowledge of diet and exercise make it worthwhile to follow him on social media. Extensive. Word number 18, kidding. Well, technically speaking, this one is a participle. Um, so as a verb, the base verb would be kid. So he is kidding means he is joking, he's teasing. Do, shodrawan. Don't tell me you lent him money again. You must be kidding. He never pays you back. Kidding. Word number 19, get down to business. If you get down to business, you stop socializing or joking around and get serious about doing the task that you set out to do. So you might use this phrase uh, at a near the beginning of a business meeting to draw attention to order and get people uh, to stop chatting and start talking about the business agenda. Gandian Zheng Jing Shi Mo Chuan Sa Zhang Gan Huo Chu Okay, these are different ways to say it in Chinese. Get down to business. As soon as the last person arrived, the leader said, Okay, we don't have much time, so let's get down to business. Word number 20, take on. This is a two-word verb, a phrasal verb. It means to accept, to commit to doing something. Dan fu or Changdan in Chinese. So you take on responsibility. Okay, so example. Before I take on this job, you need to know I'm taking weekends off. Take on. 
Word number 21, racket. A racket can be used in a sport like tennis, but here the word racket, also a noun, means a fraudulent activity, an illegal business that involves bribery and intimidation. So you're making somebody pay you money and they keep paying you money because they're afraid of what you're going to do if they don't. So a racket is an easy, lucrative way to make money. An easy way to make lots of money. Pianju or Jia in Chinese. A convenience store owner doesn't make that much money. He must be running some kind of racket as well. Racket. Word number 22, run. This is a noun, and it means a public transportation route that runs on a regular time schedule. So in Chinese, gong chi xian lu, or ban xian. The tired bus driver thought, after this run, my shift is finished and I can finally go home. Run. Word number 23, play it my way. Here we have a phrase and it means do something according to my rules. Play the game the way I want to play it, according to my rules. If you want my help, you have to play it my way. I get to call the shots. I'm the one in control. Play it my way. Word number 24, blind. Blind. We could say he is blind and it's an adjective but here it's a verb, so it means to cause somebody to go blind, to make somebody unable to see by damaging their eyes. The victim was blinded by the acid that was splashed in her face. Blind. Word number 25, loaded. This is an adjective with an ed on it. Loaded has two meanings. It can mean, number one, rich, loaded with money, rich. Or, number two, it can mean to have a gun that has bullets in it. It's ready to shoot. So the first one in Chinese, yao chen wang guan, to be rich. Or, the loaded gun, shirdan, or shangtong. That should do it, the hunter said, as he put the bullets in his gun. I'm loaded for bear. I have bullets ready that are big enough in my gun to kill a bear. Loaded for bear. Word number 26, alternative. This is a noun, and it means another choice. Xuanxiang, 
another choice, an alternative. When the weather isn't good for cycling, you should try an alternative form of exercise. Alternative. Word number 27, congratulate. Congratulate is a verb and it means to tell somebody that you're happy about their success. Zhuhe or Qinghe or Gongxi. I must congratulate her on getting into the top school in the country. Congratulate. So when you congratulate someone, you probably say, Congratulations! Word number 28, notorious. Notorious is an adjective, and it means well-known or famous for having done something bad. So in Chinese, Chou Ming Yuan Bo or E Ming Zhao Zhang. The notorious gangster is believed to be hiding out nearby. Notorious. Word number 29 is a phrase, stop at nothing. So this means unstoppable, determined to accomplish what one has set out to do. I have a goal in mind and nothing can stop me. In Chinese, Chong Jui Bu or Ru Huo Ru Tu, or Rui Bu Ke Dang. Stop at nothing. Tom feared for his life. He had a gambling debt, and he knew the casino owner would stop at nothing to get his money back. Word number 30, shot. As an adjective, the word shot means worn out. Poor lan or ma hua. I've been talking all day. My voice is shot. It's worn out. Word number 31, facsimile. Facsimile is a noun and it's a copy of the original perhaps made by a fax machine. Chuanzhen or Fuxiabun. We need a copy of your ID. Keep your original document and send us a facsimile. Send us a fax. Word number 32, profit. Profit is a noun, and it's the money made on something after expenses. Li Run. They made a small profit on their house when they sold it. Profit. Word number 33, justified. Justified is an adjective, and it means having good acceptable reasons for doing something that would otherwise be wrong. To show that your actions are reasonable under the circumstances. So in Chinese, yo li or tian jing di yi. 
you would be justified in killing him if you could prove it was self-defense. So normally, it's wrong to kill another person. But if you had to kill them in order to save yourself, in order from them they were going to kill you, then your actions are justified. Justified. Word number 34 is a phrase, take somebody's word for something. I'll take your word for it. Believe somebody without checking up on what they said. Zhao Dan Chen Shuo in Chinese. The suspect's alibi has to be checked out. You can't just take her word for it. Take someone's word for something. Word number 35, dope. Dope is a noun and it is slang. Slang for illegal drugs such as heroin or marijuana. Duping. Dope. I've never tried dope and I wouldn't want to. Dope. Word number 36, intimately. Intimately is an adverb with an L-Y. And it means very closely, having a close relationship with somebody, knowing someone very well. Chin-chin-mi-mi-de, or guan-shi-mi-chie-de. When Rick got to know me quite intimately, he trusted me with a deep, dark secret. Intimately. Word number 37 is two words, drug traffic. So drug traffic is a noun, and it's the movement and sale of illegal drugs, the drug trade, fandu in Chinese. To put an end to the drug traffic, you have to cut it off at its source. Drug traffic. Word number 38, dispose of. This is a verb and it means throw away or get rid of. Chu or chu or tuo I know this dirty motor oil is bad for the environment. Where should I dispose of it? Dispose of. Word number 39, line. This is a noun and it means field of work. So, xing or ye in Chinese. I know how to fix scooters, the mechanic said. Cars aren't really my line, but I might be able to help. Line. Word number 40, smuggle. This is a verb, and it means to bring something into a country illegally. Zosu or sufan. Smuggle. They smuggled fake Gucci bags into the country just to avoid paying customs fees. 
the Gucci bags aren't illegal, but people still smuggle things just to avoid custom fees sometimes. Smuggle. And finally, word number 41, agent. This is a noun, and it's a person, a representative of a business. Daili ren, or jie. The real estate agent makes a percentage on the sale price whenever he sells a house. Agent. Well, that's finally it for our key words. Sorry, there were so many this time, but they were words I thought I should pick out to make sure you understand the story. Let's listen now to Ticket to Tangier, Act 2, Scene 3. This part of the play is about five minutes long. Let's listen. I followed Patsy into the house. It was a huge place, full of heavy chandeliers and pompous furniture, most of which were pretty spooky looking because they were covered with dust cloths. Obviously, the place hadn't been lived in for many months, but who was it who had lived here? Who was it that built this unlikely palace on a hill overlooking the harbor of Tangier? Above all, why had I been brought here? Just who was P. Smith, air hostess, and what did she expect me to do about it? We made a tour of several chambers before I even started to get any answers. This way, Harry. Oh. Where are we now? This used to be a ballroom. Close the curtains, then we'll turn on the lights. Okay. You're sure they're tight shut all round? We don't want the police to come and start asking questions. You can say that again, honey. What have the cops got to do with you? Nothing yet. I'll turn on the switch. See that? Huh? I see a piano, about 30 gilt chairs, a big rolled-up carpet, all very splendid and grand, but which particular item am I supposed to admire? The carpet. I'm not a connoisseur, Patsy, so if you brought me here to get an appraisal, I'm afraid we're both wasting our time. Nothing about carpets. Do you know about heroin? Um, yes. Heroin is a drug. It is nasty and habit-forming, and its sale is controlled by international law. Go on, tell me more. I don't know any more about heroin. Not anything to speak of. I don't use drugs, Miss Smith. But you sell them. I've just told you that the sale of heroin is controlled by law. Are you suggesting... I'm suggesting that there isn't much you don't know about breaking the law. Any law. (laughs) You've got a point there. I won't try to deny that my knowledge of the subject isn't fairly extensive. Why do you think I sent for you? Why do you think I brought you here? You're Harry Lyme, aren't you? Now, stop kidding for a minute and let's get down to well, business. First of all, I think you'd better answer a few questions, Miss P. Smith, air hostess. That isn't necessary. Maybe not, sweetheart, but I'm the curious type. I like the facts before I take on a job, all of them. First of all, what's your racket? I haven't any racket. I'm an airline hostess. Yes, but why? Because it's a good job. Yes, because the run takes you to Tangier, am I right? That's partly right, yes, but listen... What's your real name? What's it to you? We'll play it my way, sweetheart, and we aren't playing it at all. Must need me awful bad to take all this trouble to look me up and move me. If you need me, you're going to cooperate. We'll start off with your real name and go on from there. Did you ever hear of a man named Mugetti? 
O'Getty, Rico O'Getty? Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought the name of this place was familiar. I met Rico once in Marseille. Another time in Casablanca. He comes from Corsica, isn't that right? He came from Corsica. You mean he's dead? Yes. I was his wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there's no need to be sorry for me. I killed Rico myself. Then I'm sorry for Rico. He wasn't a nice man, Harry. No, I guess he wasn't. I remember now I once saw him blind a man with a broken wine glass. You're right, Rico wasn't a very nice man, but he was uh, careless. How do you mean, careless? With his wives, anyway. A man has to watch himself when he starts playing with wives. Sometimes they're loaded. Why don't you stop kidding just for a minute? What am I supposed to do? After all, there are only so many alternatives. I can make a joke about what you just told me or congratulate you or hand you to the cops. And now I think it's better if we treat it as a joke. So this is the notorious Harry Lyme, the man no country can hold and who stops at nothing. You know what? I think you're actually shocked. Maybe I'm not Harry Lyme at all. After all, an awful lot of people can whistle that song. You'd better be. I'd better be what, Love Boat? The original Harry Lyme? Not a facsimile? He doesn't like murder, Mrs. Mugetti. You say he stops at nothing. Well, believe you me, he stops at that. A, it's messy. B, it's silly. And C, there's no profit in it. Besides, Harry Lyme's mother always told him not to go around killing people. She said it wasn't nice. You don't know the facts in the case, Harry. I was justified. I'll have to take my word for it. I guess I will at that. And now, Mrs. Mugetti, if you don't mind, why have you brought me all the way to Africa to this empty house? You say there's a lot of heroin in that rug. Do I take your word for that? You don't have to. You can look for yourself. I told you before, honey, I don't know anything about dope. You know people who do, don't you? People in Paris, in London, in New York. Not intimately. But you know how the drug traffic works. I don't. For something new for Rico, some kind of big haul. He must have had a partner because he wouldn't have known how to dispose of it. It wasn't his line at all. It isn't mine either, honey. I keep telling you that. How do you know it's so valuable? He told me. I've been keeping it here in the house for months now. This airline job I have is perfect for smuggling the stuff, but I don't know who to take it to. I don't know what towns pay the best price. I don't know the names of the agents. Rico kept me away from that kind of thing. All I can remember was hearing him talk about you. You've got to help me, Harry. So now it's time for the walkthrough. Harry and Patsy walk into her big mansion, and it sounds kind of hollow as they walk across the floor. And Harry takes a look around and describes it for us a little bit. He says it was huge. It was a really big house, and it was full of heavy chandeliers. So the lights hanging down from the ceiling, were very fancy and had very many lights on each one. They were chandeliers, dang. The furniture was pompous. It looked like it had an attitude that said, I'm better than you. So, fuqua or alman uh, furniture. And he said the whole thing was kind of spooky, it made you think of ghosts. It was a little bit scary. Lingren Mao Gusongranda. Because everything was covered in dust and cloths. So some people, when they leave their house for a long time, they won't be back. They take some sheets and put it over the furniture to keep the dust off. So that's what Patsy's house looked like. <clears throat> Obviously, the place hadn't been lived in for many months. And then Harry starts to wonder, but who did live here? Is this really Patsy's house? How was she able to get in? Why does she have the key? 
Who built this house anyway, overlooking the harbour of Tangier? It's got a great view. It must have been an expensive piece of land, an expensive house to build. So whose is it? And who was this P. Smith air hostess? Who is she? I'm calling her Patsy, but I really don't know this woman, he thinks. So they made a tour of the house. They walk around through the rooms, and he calls them chambers, some very big rooms, before he gets any answers. She says, this way, Harry, and she opens the door. We hear it squeak, and she says, this used to be a ballroom. This was a place where we invited guests and had dances. She tells Harry to close the curtains and turn on the lights. She says, we don't want the police to come and start asking questions, so we don't want it to look like the house is all lit up. So Harry says, okay, you can say that again, honey. Okay, he doesn't want the police around either, so he's agreeing with her. Ni But he goes on to ask her, but what have the cops got to do with you? Why are you worried about the police? And she says, nothing. They have nothing to do with me. Yet. I haven't done anything wrong. Yet. Now, turn on the switch, she says. So she means the light switch. Turn on the lights. And Harry turns it on, and he sees gilt chairs, chairs that are covered in uh, gold design, or perhaps the chairs are the color gold. He sees a big carpet that's all rolled up. It's not laid out flat on the floor. He said everything in the house was all very splendid and grand. It was wonderful. It was expensive stuff. But which particular item am I supposed to admire? What is it that you want me to praise? What is it you want me to see, he said. And she said, the carpet. Well, Harry says, I'm not a connoisseur. I'm not an expert in carpets. Now, you can get some really nice carpets from the Middle East, a Persian rug. But um, Harry says, they're beautiful, but I'm not an expert. Why should I look at the carpet? If you brought me here to get an appraisal, if you want to know what your carpet is worth, an appraisal, ping ding, or gu jia. If you brought me here for an appraisal, well, you brought the wrong person. And she said, no, I don't want you to look at the carpet. I want to know what you know about heroin. Now, heroin is a drug, an illegal drug. Hai luo ying. And Harry says, ah, oh, yes, heroin is a drug. It's nasty and habit-forming and its sale is controlled by international law. These are all true things about heroin. It's nasty. It's very harmful to you. 可恶, 恶劣. 
and it's habit forming. It's addictive. If you start taking heroin, you're not going to be able to stop. Zhang Yinde. And its sale is controlled by international law. You can't just go out and start selling heroin. You're going to be in trouble. She says, go on. Tell me more. What else do you know about heroin? And he says, I don't know anything more about heroin. Not anything to speak of. I don't use drugs, Smith Smith. I've never taken heroin. I'm not an addict. And she says, but you sell them. You sell drugs. And he just—he said, I just told you the sale of heroin is controlled by law. Are you suggesting? And she says, I'm suggesting there isn't much that you don't know about breaking the law, any law. So even if you have never sold drugs before, you, Harry Lime, know how to get around the law. You know how to do it. And he says, you've got a point there. In other words, she's right. He is not a really honest person. When it comes to doing business, he does break laws. I won't try to deny that my knowledge of the subject isn't fairly extensive. So he says, I won't deny it. I agree. My knowledge of this subject of how to break the law, how to get around the laws, is extensive. I know a lot about it. Back to Patsy again. She says, why do you think I sent for you? Why do you think I asked you to come? Why do you think I brought you here? You're Harry Lime, aren't you? I've heard about you. Now stop kidding for a minute. Stop joking around. And let's get down to business. Let's talk seriously about selling this heroin. Harry says, first of all, I think you'd better answer a few questions, Miss P. Smith, airline hostess. And she says, no, that isn't necessary. He says, maybe not, sweetheart, but I'm the curious type, and I don't like to take on a job before I know the facts. So I want to know who you are. I want to know what kind of trouble I could get in if I help you out with this. So before I take on this job, before I accept this job, before I commit to doing it and taking on this responsibility, I want to know, what's your racket? What kind of illegal business are you into? It's fraud. You're cheating people. You're finding an easy way to make money. So what is it that you do? And she says, I haven't any racket. I don't have a racket. I'm an airline hostess. Yes, Harry says, but why? Why are you an airline hostess? That's a good job, she says. Yes, Harry says, and because the run takes you to Tangier. Am I right? You took this job as an airline hostess because you knew the run or the flight the 
regular schedule is going to keep bringing you to Tangier. And she says, that's partly right. But listen, and he interrupts again, what's your real name? She says, what's it to you? Why do you care? What does that matter? You can just call me Patsy. Harry says, we'll play it my way, sweetheart, or we aren't playing it at all. You have to let me be in charge because I'm the one taking the risk here or else I'm not going to play this game with you. I'm not going to do this job for you. Okay, so play it my way. I've got my rules that you're going to have to go along with. So the last question Harry asked her was, what's your name? Who are you really? So if she plays by his rules, she has to tell him now who she really is. So she says, did you ever hear of a man named Maggetti? And Harry has heard of him. He says, oh yes, he comes from Corsica, doesn't he? Patsy says, he came from Corsica. So she changed the verb tense to past tense. So Harry says, you mean he's dead? He's not alive anymore? I can't say he comes from Corsica? And she says, yes, he's dead. I was his wife. Harry says, oh, I'm sorry. This is an appropriate thing to say when you just heard news that somebody died. And the person who told you, especially, is someone who cares about that person. So Patsy says, there's no need to be sorry for me. I killed Rico myself. Oh, then I'm sorry for Rico, says Harry quite surprised that this person is admitting that she murdered her husband. Patsy says, he wasn't a nice man, Harry. And Harry says, no, you're right, he wasn't. I remember I saw him blind a man with a broken wine glass. I saw him take that broken wine glass and damage that man's eye so that he could never see again. You're right, he wasn't a very nice man but he was careless. She says, what do you mean, careless? He says, well, he was careless with his wives anyway. A man has to watch himself when he starts playing with wives. Sometimes they're loaded. So loaded, as I said before, has a double meaning here. So it looks like Patsy's loaded because she's rich. And sometimes you have to be careful if you marry a woman who's used to being rich and she's very hard to keep happy. You have to be able to give her lots of things to keep her happy. So if she's used to that lifestyle, you'd have to be careful with that kind of wife. But the other meaning is of, of loaded is maybe she has a gun and maybe the gun is loaded. Maybe your wife is going to murder you. So sometimes wives are loaded. Sometimes they do kill their husbands. Why don't you stop kidding just for a moment, she says. He says, what am I supposed to do? There aren't so many alternatives. Should I joke about it? 
and just talk about it really lightly, like I am? Or should I say, whoa, this is serious, and I should hand you over to the police? What do you expect me to do? Say, congratulations? Should I congratulate you? Ching he, gong shi gong shi. You killed your husband. So he says, what am I supposed to do? The easiest thing to do in this situation is just to make a joke of it. So this is the notorious Harry Lime, she says. The man who's so well known for all the bad things he does. The man who stops at nothing. Nothing can stop him. He's determined to do what he sets out to do. You know what? I think you're actually shot, she says. I don't think that's you anymore. I think you're worn out. You're shot. Poor Lam. And Harry says, well, maybe I'm not Harry Lime at all. How do you know I'm Harry Lime? After all, an awful lot of people can whistle that song. She says, you'd better be. Better be what? Love Boat, he says. The original Harry Lime, not a facsimile, not just a copy. Chuanjin or Fu Xiebun. He doesn't like murder, Miss, Mrs. McGetty. That true version of Harry Lime does a lot of things that are wrong, but he doesn't kill people. You say he stops at nothing. Well, believe you me, he stops at that. He'll stop before he has to kill somebody. For one thing, when you murder somebody, it's messy. How do you clean up the mess? How do you get rid of the body? How do you make sure you don't get caught? And B, number two, it's silly. You're foolish to do it. You're most likely going to get caught. And C, there's no profit in it. Harry says, I'm all about making a profit. Li Run. I want to make money. Now, if I go around killing people, I don't make money. I just get people out of my way. Besides, Harry Lime's mother always told him not to go around killing people. She said it wasn't nice. So he says to Patsy, you have stepped beyond where I draw the line. You have broken my moral code when you murdered your husband. And Patsy says, you don't know the facts in the case, Harry. I was justified. You'll have to take my word for it. So if she was justified, it sounds like her husband was about to kill her and she killed him instead to protect herself, to save her life. <clears throat> I was justified, Yoli. You'll have to take my word for it, Zhao Dan Chuan Shuo. You'll have to believe me. I don't want to tell you that whole story now. So Harry says, I guess I will at that. So now, Mrs. McGetty, why have you brought me all the way to Africa, all the way to Tangier, Morocco, to this empty house? 
you say that there's a lot of heroin in that rug, in that carpet? Do I take your word for that? Do I just have to believe you? She says, no, you can look. And he says, I told you before, honey, I don't know anything about dope. I don't know anything about drugs. Duping. She says, but you know people who do, Harry. You've got connections. You've got guanxi. And you could sell it for me when I don't have that guanxi and I don't know who to sell it to. But Harry says, not intimately. Come on, I don't know anyone in the drug trade. I know some dishonest people, but they don't sell drugs. I don't, I'm not close with anyone in the drug trade. And Patsy keeps pressing and she says, but you know how the drug traffic works. You know how people sell illegal drugs. You know about the drug trade, Fandu. It was something new for Rico, some kind of big hole. He didn't know how to do it. I think he must have had a partner because he wouldn't know how to dispose of it. He wouldn't know how to get rid of it. It wasn't his line at all. That wasn't his field of work. It was new to him. It wasn't his line. And Harry says, well, it isn't mine either. I keep telling you that. How do you know it's so valuable? She says, well, he told me that. He told me it's worth a lot of money. And the airline job I have is perfect for smuggling the stuff. I could bring a little bit with me every time, she's thinking, but I don't know who to sell it to when I get back to Europe. So I could bring it into a country in Europe illegally. I could smuggle it in. Zosu or Sufan, but I don't know who to take it to. I don't know the price. I don't know what to sell it for. I don't know who the agents are. I don't know who the Daili Ren are that I could contact and sell these illegal drugs to. Rico, my husband, kept me away from all of that. But I do remember him talking about you, Harry Lime. You've got to help me, Harry. And we end here. So let's listen once again to this part of the play. Remember, it's about five minutes long. I followed Patsy into the house. It was a huge place, full of heavy chandeliers and pompous furniture, most of which were pretty spooky looking because they were covered with dust cloths. Obviously, the place hadn't been lived in for many months, but who was it who had lived here? Who was it that built this unlikely palace on a hill overlooking the harbor of Tangier? Above all, why had I been brought here? Just who was P. Smith, air hostess, and what did she expect me to do about it? We made a tour of several chambers before I even started to get any answers. 
This way, Harry. Oh. Where are we now? This used to be a ballroom. Close the curtains, then we'll turn on the lights. Okay. You sure they're tight shut all round? We don't want the police to come and start asking questions. You can say that again, honey. What have the cops got to do with you? Nothing yet. I'll turn on the switch. See that? Huh? I see a piano. About 30 gilt chairs, a big rolled-up carpet, all very splendid and grand. But which particular item am I supposed to admire? The carpet. I'm not a connoisseur, Patsy, so if you brought me here to get an appraisal, I'm afraid we're both wasting our time. Nothing about carpets. Do you know about heroin? Um, yes. Heroin is a drug. It is nasty and habit-forming. And its sale is controlled by international law. Go on, tell me more. I don't know any more about heroin. Not anything to speak of. I don't use drugs, Miss Smith. But you sell them? I've just told you that the sale of heroin is controlled by law. Are you suggesting... I'm suggesting that there isn't much you don't know about breaking the law. Any law. <laughs> You've got a point there. I won't try to deny that my knowledge of the subject isn't fairly extensive. Why do you think I sent for you? Why do you think I brought you here? You're Harry Lyme, aren't you? Now, stop kidding for a minute and let's get down to well, business. first of all, I think you'd better answer a few questions, Miss P. Smith, air hostess. That isn't necessary. Maybe not, sweetheart, but I'm the curious type. I like the facts before I take on a job, all of them. First of all, what's your racket? I haven't any racket. I'm an airline hostess. Yes, but why? Because it's a good job. Yes, because the run takes you to Tangier, am I right? That's partly right, yes, but listen... Now, what's your real name? What's it to you? We'll play it my way, sweetheart, and we aren't playing it at all. Must need me awful bad to take all this trouble to look me up and move me. If you need me, you're going to cooperate. We'll start off with your real name and go on from there. Did you ever hear of a man named Mugetti? Mugetti? Rico Mugetti? Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought the name of this place was familiar. I met Rico once in Marseille. Another time in Casablanca. He comes from Corsica, isn't that right? He came from Corsica. You mean he's dead? Yes. I was his wife. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no need to be sorry for me. I killed Rico myself. Then I'm sorry for Rico. He wasn't a nice man, Harry. No, I guess he wasn't. I remember now. I once saw him blind a man with a broken wine glass. You're right, Rico wasn't a very nice man, but he was uh, careless. How do you mean, careless? But his wives, anyway. A man has to watch himself when he starts playing with wives. Sometimes they're loaded. Why don't you stop kidding just for a minute? What am I supposed to do? After all, there are only so many alternatives. I can make a joke about what you just told me or congratulate you or hand you to the cops. And now I think it's better if we treat it as a joke. So this is the notorious Harry Lyme, the man no country can hold and who stops at nothing. You know what? I think you're actually shocked. Maybe I'm not Harry Lyme at all. After all, an awful lot of people can whistle that song. You'd better be. I'd better be what, love boat? The original Harry Lyme? Not a facsimile? He doesn't like murder, Mrs. Mugetti. You say he stops at nothing. Well, believe you me, he stops at that. A, it's messy. B, it's silly. And C, there's no profit in it. Besides, Harry Lyme's mother always told him not to go around killing people. She said it wasn't nice. You don't know the facts in the case, Harry. I was justified. Don't have to take my word for it. I guess I will at that. And now, Mrs. Mugetti, if you don't mind, why have you brought me all the way to Africa to this empty house? You say there's a lot of heroin in that rug. Do I take your word for that? You don't have to. You can look for yourself. I told you before, honey, I don't know anything about dope. You know people who do, don't you? People in Paris, in London, in New York. Not intimately. But you know how the drug traffic works. I don't. For something new for Rico, some kind of big haul. He must have had a partner because he wouldn't have known how to dispose of it. It wasn't his line at all. It isn't mine either, honey. I keep telling you that. How do you know it's so valuable? He told me. I've been keeping it here in the house for months now. This airline job I have is perfect for smuggling the stuff, but I don't know who to take it to. 
I don't know what towns pay the best price. I don't know the names of the agents. Rico kept me away from that kind of thing. All I can remember was hearing him talk about you. You've got to help me, Harry. So let's talk. In this part of the play, Harry's been asked to do something illegal. Well, normally, Harry has no problem with that. But... Patsy's asking him to smuggle some drugs and to deal with drugs. He does have a problem with that. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't like drugs. He doesn't like what they do to other people. So she's going beyond what he's willing to do, asking him to break his moral code, break his ethics. And if Harry takes on this job... He's also connected with someone who has just murdered her husband. Well, Harry didn't do it, and he wasn't even there at the time or involved, but he's getting involved with her after the fact. So what do you think? Is Harry going to take on this job? What's your idea of how this story is going to continue? Try answering that one in the comments below the show notes, and... Uh, remember, you do need to log in to englishmomentum.com slash DL093 to be able to comment. And just remember, you do need to be logged in to comment on the blog posts. Or you can also leave a comment on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash englishmomentum. And remember, the English, Chinese flashcards and games are available on Quizlet at englishmomentum.com slash Quizlet. And for anyone who wants to review the vocabulary and read the radio play transcript, the bonus PDF is now at www.englishmomentum.com. Log in to English Momentum, go to this podcast episode, and you'll be able to download the bonus PDF. You could also be listening to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at englishmomentum.com. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. If you're enjoying the story, share it with a friend. Thanks for joining me again this week, and see you again in two weeks when the story continues. Bye for now. Bye.